iPhone season, everybody. Um, I just got done watching Apple's latest event, and The Verge already has an article up that I can use to sort of um, refresh myself as things go along. But yeah, that's what we're going to be doing today. We are going to be going over the iPhone 13 event. That's basically what this podcast has turned into. It's like going over big tech companies and the events and their announcements and everything. So what better way to kick things back off than with the iPhone 13 launch event. So we're just, I'm just going to go through basically the order of most exciting to um, less exciting. It's all exciting, I'm sure, for everybody. But um, that's going to be, we're going to be doing kind of a different thing today, which is to start with the, the meat and potatoes of everything. So let's get into it. Of course, Apple announced a new iPhone today, and I have plenty of thoughts on that and have they done enough what is sort of their shtick what's their angle this year how are they going to make this the best iphone launch ever and i don't think it's gonna be the best iphone ever um like well obviously it will be the best iphone ever because if it wasn't then there'd be no point in them coming out with a new one but i don't think it's going to be the biggest leap forward that we've ever seen but that doesn't mean there aren't things that we shouldn't be excited about i just think we've gotten to a point where Things that might sound huge features that we might have been begging for for a long time might seem really huge and massive, but are we ever going to see anything as huge as like video recording coming to an iPhone? I mean, remember when the iPhone 3G um, launched with that, you know, or was it the 3GS? Whatever, whichever one added video recording. I mean, that was that was huge, and I don't think we're going to be seeing features like that coming. Um, but there's certainly really exciting things that are coming with this new iPhone. So let's dive right into it. All right, let's start with the iPhone 13 Pro. So to me, this was, it's funny because Apple is really taking a camera angle on this series of iPhones. And I think that that's, I think that they might be, because they're saying it's the biggest camera update ever in an iPhone. It's just like, really? Is it bigger than like, I don't know, what's the biggest one? Like iPhone 4S to 5, I remember being kind of a huge camera update, or 5S to 6. You know, are we going to see those early, um, you know, growing pain days of iPhone um, leaps again? I don't think so. I mean, the iPhone 12... Pro already had an amazing camera. Um, I don't see it getting too much better. And they did show some pretty impressive footage, but they've been doing this for years. The whole shot on iPhone campaign has been um, fooling people for years. I should say fooling because it's not like they're, it's not like iPhones have bad cameras. They're just not, the way Apple likes to mislead people is they like to say that this is going to replace a full fat cinema camera um in fact most of the conversation about the iphone 13 pro today was about the cameras and it was basically them shooting like a short film like a sci-fi film um which they've shown before but this one was just like you can do this and this and this and this is going to replace your full fat 8k 12k black magic red camera in your pocket like it's like that's not going to be the case Yes, did it produce some incredible footage? For sure. But I guarantee none of that... That footage was produced by an iPhone. That's the thing. That's the thing. That's how they, they, that's how they get you. But it wasn't 
it was most likely not produced with an iPhone naked. What I mean by that is, I don't know if you guys have ever seen a picture of it, but back when the iPhone 7 launched, Apple did something very similar. They had a whole shot on iPhone um, marketing campaign, and it was all these like breathtaking photos that looked like they were taken with like a DSLR. Number one, they're really easy subjects, like a portrait against the sky, like um, stuff that can easily be bokeh out and, you know, you know, it's not going to be that difficult for that shallow depth of field effect um, with that subject. So that's kind of how they got them too. But like, if you looked at the rig, it was like lenses and stabilizers and all this other stuff attached to the iPhone. And like, it's basically like an actual DSLR camera where you have the brain and the sensor, but that's not everything you need. You need a lens, you need a tripod, you need, you know, a hundred other accessories. You know, camera, camera accessories are crazy. And I think that's kind of what Apple did again here. Also, not everyone is going to have these, you know, these are videos being shot with perfect lighting, um, perfect shooting scenarios, like, like cinematic accessories that movie studios would usually use that you and me aren't going to have access to. And that's also making it look amazing. And so, although yes, it did look like a short film. Number one, I was watching it on my phone. And so if you blow it up, if you blow these films up to um, like a movie theater size screen, will they look as sharp or they look as good? I don't know. Probably not. I think this still, this, I don't think they introduced 8K recording or any sort of competent 8K recording um, with this year's iPhone, but I could be wrong. At least I don't remember them talking about it. So yeah they had so they during their whole camera presentation it, it was like them sh um shooting a sci-fi film um in like antarctica you know and it was basically them going through that whole process of shooting the film and then they had an actual um film like a short film with no talking over it called Who Done It," and again that looked very impressive and then apple goes into or tim cook or whoever was talking i don't remember goes into like um, you know, the, the, the new cinematic modes and stuff like that. And there's actually some interesting stuff here. I'm not, I'm not saying that the iPhone isn't going to have the best camera. Um, most likely it will. I don't, uh, we'll see. The Google Pixel is yet to be, uh, really tested at this point. So, I mean, that's, I mean, I have an S21 Ultra. This thing takes great pictures, but it, it's trading blows with like the iPhone 12 Pro from last year. And I I think that this will be a market improvement over that. Um, I'm not saying replacing cinema camera, replacing your red weapon, like hang on to your red weapon, hang on to all your accessories. Um, I don't think you're going to, I don't think, you know, you're going to be shooting the next Martin Scorsese film with an iPhone is kind of what I'm saying. And that's what Apple would like you to think. Um, that's part of the whole pro moniker. And to me, that's always been a very confusing, very confusing branding because, you know, almost everyone's pro at something. If you have a job, you're pro at something, whether that's making incredible movies or flipping burgers at Burger King, like you're pro at something. So when Apple puts pro, and this is, this is branding that's been very successful for them over the years. Um, like, what do you mean? And I've always interpreted that as pro just means like making movies and TV shows. And that seems to be like the pro 
moniker seems to be like around the camera because other than the camera improvements i'm not seeing much of a difference between the pros and the regular iphone 13 and we'll, we'll get into that we'll get into that but it and how big is that improvement going to be like we know that there's there's a third lens um, with the iphone 13 pros they're bigger but i think the iphone 13 has bigger lenses as well and it's funny because they're acting like the 13 is like for your average joe who doesn't want to make movies and the pro is for you know your film director when honestly most people are going to be hard pressed to see a difference between the 13 and the 13 pro i could be wrong but that's just how it's been every single year um and i couldn't imagine apple making a change at this point so yeah it's it will be interesting um for sure but yeah so other than that there's an all the colors are the same except for there's a new instead of pacific blue they've got like a lighter like almost like robin's egg blue it's which is like usually there's like a new sexy color but this is like a shade different from last year's blue so that's a little disappointing because a lot of people like use the new color as like the primary like hey i got the new color that's how you know i have the new phone because a lot of the um physical differences are are like size changes because the the cameras on the back are going to be slightly bigger and the notch the notch on the front is going to be smaller they've shrunk the notch by 20 percent again i don't think i'm looking at pictures of it it i guess it's a little smaller but to me we're to the point where like it's not smaller than a hole punch display and it's not better than like an under display so it's like does it really matter that they've shrunk the notch because it's still going to be just as um intrusive as it was before in my opinion again i haven't held these devices yet obviously i'm just you know some guy rambling on the internet but um i to me it's going to be difficult to spot the difference there so like again it's all sizing changes and for the most part i believe all the colors are the same again like the regular iphone 13 has different shades of the same colors and there's less color options it's less pastel-y and it's more like muted and boring this year it just i don't know um <clears throat> to me the biggest improvement is going to be the 120 hertz displays that they're putting on all the new iphones or as they call pro motion display because apple does not like to call things by what they are they like to make up names um over the years we've had retina now we have pro motion uh, I, I don't know just you know they like to have a little trendy name for everything so okay i need a sip of this like you guys heard me crack the drink in the beginning but i haven't taken a sip yet um so anyways so uh, and i guess the iphone 13 design wise the cameras are diagonally facing each other and it's like apple's like well we needed to do that because they're bigger is it's like well you you didn't you could have just made it the same you just want people to be able to tell the difference because ultimately i think apple's become self-aware that a lot of times people aren't upgrading to because the new phone is so much better but they're kind of, it's a status symbol it's a flex i mean i got airpod pros in my ears right now part of the reason why i bought them i'll admit it it's a flex you know it, it 
Like, you, I would be lying if I didn't say that. And most Apple users would be lying if they didn't say that the reason they buy their products is somewhat of a flex. It's a status symbol. It's why you buy Jordans and why you you strive to drive particular cars and live in particular neighborhoods. It's just like it's all part of the grind of life. And so I get it. It's no one's fault. <laughs> but um, that's ultimately why Apple makes sometimes these arbitrary um, changes. And have they done enough? Well, if you upgrade from the iPhone 11 or 12 to the 13, you'll see a slight difference because those cameras are going to be diagonal. Like that's how people are going to tell is because from afar, if they kept it the same, this thing would look identical to the iPhone 12. Um, and I'm, I'm, it's gonna, I'm gonna be hard pressed to be able to tell the, the 12 Pro and the 13 Pro apart. It's just gonna, it's not gonna ha- like if passing someone on the street, you're not gonna be able to tell. Um, wh- whether you can see the notch, the cameras, new colors, it's barely different, barely different. So, like I said. Design's not everything, so and there's gonna be a new A15 Bionic chip, a new five-core GPU. So of course these things are still gonna be blisteringly fast. Apple's still pushing 5G connectivity, big surprise there. And they boast bigger batteries, but like Apple, they don't give you specifications on how much bigger and better the batteries are. It's just an all-day battery, which people have expressed their grievances till they're blue in the face. What does that mean? Like, I am, I have an S21 Ultra with a 5,000 milliamp hour battery, and I have this phone set at 1440p, um, 420 hertz, full brightness all the time. I'm watching YouTube videos all the time. Like, I can kill this thing in a day. Most people can't kill this phone in a day because it's got a huge battery, but I can't because I'm crazy. So, like, it's just frustrating because Apple doesn't like to, and they don't, and this is just sort of their habits in general. They don't like to give you specifications because they want they want to have the illusion of it being magic and it just works and that works great for them. They're selling, <laughs> selling, they are selling luxury tech to people who, for the most part, aren't like huge tech people. It's crazy what Apple's been able to accomplish. Um, with their marketing and everything like i think it's it like it's not like everyone's driving a mercedes benz around you know what i mean but most people when they reach in their pocket there's an iphone there it is strange how they've convinced almost everybody that this is the luxury item that you need in your life that you are willing to spend a little extra for speaking of spending a little extra let's move on to the next um hardware release Uh, And that's the Apple Watch Series 7. And uh, again, I'm hard-pressed to even notice a difference here. And I I really didn't care. (laughs) Just because, I don't know, like the band looks different. Different colors. There's a little bit more, like they've made it smoother. Oh, and the screen is a little bit um, closer to the bezel. So, again, they're just, they're just, it's... It's like a plastic surgery or like little nips in the face. Like, okay, we're going to shrink this here. And, you know, that's kind of what Apple's doing with their design um, because they don't want to change the design language too much because they put a lot of time in creating things that are iconic and have long staying power. That's why you really don't see huge leaps forward in design 
um, with Apple because it's not like they don't have the technology to throw in a hole punch or even put a camera under the display. The notch is iconic, just like the old face of the iPhone was iconic with the big forehead, the big chin, and the single home button. Like, that was their thing. And so they're going to kind of milk out this whole notch thing for a while because that has become synonymous with iPhone. And same thing with the Apple Watch. It it looks like an Apple Watch. You can immediately tell this is an Apple Watch. And Apple's going to stick with that. There were a lot of rumors that they're going to flatten the sides like they've done with the iPhones this year. I think that would look pretty sharp. Semi trucks and things drive past my window. I think it'd look pretty sharp. Um, but they didn't do that this year. Maybe next year. I doubt it. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe they'll do it next year. It could happen. So, yeah. <clears throat> um, what else can I talk about? Yeah, a new design and bigger screens. Okay. Um, and let's get into iPads here. This is sort of like the final thing. Um, they announced a new iPad mini, an 8.3 inch display, which I'm torn. I'm, I'm glad the iPad mini exists, but I'm trying to think of the person that would buy one. Um, like to me, 8.3 inches, almost seven inches for the phone. They're, you know, they're getting, phones are getting huge. But um, there is definitely a use case for this for sure. I I can think of um, from like the pole vaulting world. Wait, are the volume rocker, the volume rockers on top? What? Sorry, that, that sounded weird. Um. Okay, so if you're holding the new iPad Mini in portrait mode, you've got the power button slash touch ID button on the top right corner. Why don't they put that on the iPhone? I don't know. And then the volume rocker buttons on the top left corner, which I've never seen on a mobile device ever in my life. That's weird. Like, that's that's going to be whatever. It, it's not going to be a big deal. Um, it's just interesting. Okay, so they've shrunk the bezels on the iPad mini. I kind of thought Apple was going to get rid of the mini and focus primarily on the regular iPad as being their entry-level small iPad, which they've also refreshed here. So it's just like... The entry-level small iPad. See, it's stuff that's not as exciting this year. And to me, this is this the presentation was like the hardest I've ever seen Apple Apple's marketing department ever work. I swear it. Like everything was just just crisp and good. Like they know how to market products, and that I'll give that to them. Like, but it's just like it just. You're all excited and the cinematography and the crispness and the drone shots and, you know, the the, the, the really well-practiced speeches. It makes you feel all warm and fuzzy afterwards, but then you look at a list of everything that was announced and it's just like, okay, like, is any of this stuff really a huge leap forward in tech? I don't think so. But, um, hey, it's more Apple products. People are going to buy them, so that's great for them. Um, yeah, so they announced the iPad mini. It's going to have the A13 Bionic, so it's two generations of chip behind. So think of the iPhone 11 and 11 Pro CPU. That's going to be the processor in the mini. Um, how do I feel about that? What's the price of this thing? Let's, 
new iPad. Because the Verge doesn't have it listed here. Price. It better be cheap. Um, I didn't even, I'll, I'll discuss prices at the end of this. Um, yeah, here's how much. They're calling it the iPad Mini 5? No, they're not. Who wrote this? Whatever. $399. Okay. Uh, no, that is... Really? Well, that doesn't make any sense. Okay, so... Oh, this doesn't have the A13 Bionic. Oh, I've, I'm completely... I'm sorry, everyone. I'm completely mixed up. Okay, so the iPad Mini has the up-to-date CPU. The same as the... Um, the current iPad Pros and iPad Air, which I believe is the A14. It's the new 9th gen iPad that hasn't had a design refresh in how long. It's still got the same chin and forehead that has the A13 Bionic chip. Okay. That starts at $329 and the iPad mini is $499. Okay. Well, that's not bad if it has an up-to-date chip. Okay, all right, acceptable. I think the iPad Air is 100 bucks more than that, so if you want a slightly bigger screen, other than that, you're not really giving up much. Um, that's jumping to the iPad Air. So Apple's actually really flushed out the iPad lineup. I just, I wonder how many people are still buying these things. Um, besides like artists and real creative types, and I guess education that, but that's really what they're pushing the ninth gen iPad, the cheapest one, the three twenty nine, and I believe it's going to be two ninety nine for schools, like if you're in the. So I don't know how you get that discount. You have to be a teacher or something. Um, so yeah, and the new software updates will be available on September twentieth, so six days from now, and I believe September twenty fourth is when all this stuff releases. That's neat. I think they didn't mention different release dates for any of the iPhones phones like they did last year i think it's all coming september 24th yeah mm. one thing let's go back to the okay we will get to pricing and storage here for everything okay i've got the breakdown everybody let's start from top to bottom so the iphone 13 pro max 10.99 they haven't changed the pricing that's that's actually good because if they had and I think Apple's self-aware because at this point, like if you're trying to upgrade, like it's a no-brainer, just get the newest one, whatever. It's no, it's no more expensive than the 12 Pro Max because they stopped selling all the iPhone 12s, um, except for the 12 Mini, I believe. But you can't even get the regular iPhone 12 at this point, which is weird because that class of product usually moves down the stack and Apple like lowers the price of it. That I think they're still sticking with the iPhone 11 as like their mid-range um, iPhone, which is strange. And I think personally it's because the iPhone 13 is pretty similar to last year's iPhone 12. So if you knock a hundred bucks, 200 bucks, it's going to make the 13 look worthless. It's a decent upgrade over the 11, but from the 12, you're just, you're splitting hairs at that point. So I could see Apple doing that. Um, so the 13 Pro Max starts at 1099 with new one terabyte storage option. Ooh, that's going to be pricey. I don't know exactly how much that's going to cost, but that is going to be expensive. But I'm glad they offer it. 
Um, to my recollection, they're the first mobile phone company to offer a one terabyte internal storage option on any of their devices, and they're doing it for the uh, both of the Pro phones. So that's cool. Again, how many people are going to need that much storage? I don't know, but I'm glad it exists. So a terabyte, that's a lot of storage. So hopefully you're ready to take a lot of pictures on that bad boy. Um, all right, then the, the uh, of course, let's go down the stack. The regular iPhone 13 Pro is going to be $999, just like the 12 Pro was last year. Then the iPhone 13 and 13 mini are going to be the same prices as they were last year, which is $829 and $729. So... I guess 5G technology hasn't gotten any cheaper. That was their excuse last year for raising the prices on those particular classes of device um, because of 5G technology being implemented, even though 5G had been out for a long time and was already fairly cheap to implement at that point, I'm assuming. But this year, I don't know if they have an excuse. If they would have lowered the prices, to me, that would have been just as good as any other feature that they could have talked about on stage today. But they did not. They kept them the same. So... It's an S series. This is an S type update where it's gonna look, it's it's basically a refined version of the 12 series, which isn't a bad thing, but since Apple had, I feel like since Apple has dropped the S moniker um, from, they did it with the 10 series, that was the last one that they did it with, people have started to, because people have been conditioned to expect every time you move up a number, that's the big upgrade. And they actually did a fairly decent job going from 11 to 12. Um, but that's mostly just design, honestly. But the camera was a big step up. Um, they introduced the 12 mini, which was a new class of product. There's exciting things to talk about last year. This year is a totally different story. They've moved up to unlucky number 13. And they haven't even really introduced any new colors. In fact, there's less colors now. So when it comes to the whole design thing that people are really looking for when they're upgrading phones, like it's gonna like it's gonna become everyone that's looking for something to upgrade from their 10s, 10r. Um, go with this because it's gonna be the de facto option. Um, if you have an 11 or newer, I won't even bother. Unless your phone has like gotten to the point where it's unusable, but phones have been so good for so long now. It's just like people are hanging out on their devices, which they should be, because as phones have gotten more expensive, people are like, okay, I need this thing to last me three, four, five, six years. I mean that that should be an expectation. Um, it's I most people are not on two year upgrade cycles anymore. So it it you know, I think if you have the, you know, I think if you're going from the 10s to a 13 Pro, you're going to notice that that difference. Um, and anything older than that, that goes without saying. But anything newer than the 10s line, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a tough, it's going to be a tough sell. Um, in my opinion, I don't know. I think I thought that the 11 was a huge jump forward for the iPhone, but um. Yeah, so that's really all I have to talk about. This podcast is 27 minutes. So anyways, guys, I, I'd love to know if you can comment on the platform that you are listening to this in on, listening in, uh, listening to this podcast on. Um, please tell me your thoughts. I, I, I want to get people's initial feelings on the iPhone 13 launch event. Um, this is I really kind of sequestered myself away from all, everyone else's videos. So as 
far as I know, people are singing high praise um, about this launch. Um, it's not it's not going to be a bad phone. Like, don't get me wrong. It's going to be a good phone. High refresh rate display has been a long time coming. And I feel like it almost feels like Apple had the capability. We know that they've had the capability because it's been on the iPhone or the iPad for a couple of years. But it's almost like they've had that upgrade in their back pocket. So like when they knew there's going to be a slow year in, in new features, they're like, bam, 120 hertz promotion display. Boom. That's huge. When phones have been having high refresh rate displays for like three, four years now. So it at least in the Android space, of course, and of course iPads for like two or three years. I, for, you know, the exact, the exact amount of time escapes me. But um, yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting to see how this one is received because I feel like the last two years of iPhones have been pretty much slam dunks. Um, but this is like it's like a little bit of a okay Apple. You didn't quite you didn't quite stick the landing is my initial thought but hey maybe it'll release and the camera is so good that it'll make all other cameras obsolete and will enter a new age of cinematography and movie making and uh it actually you know what apple should do since they have their netflix competitor right now create a movie or a series that's completely shot on iphone and have it look beautiful apple this is a free idea you don't have to pay me anything do that because you can make it work if you use the same techniques and, you know, befuddlement that you did with your announcement today. Do that and people are going to watch your show and they're going to be like, I want to be the next Martin Scorsese. And I can do it with a device that I can, you know, call and text and play games on, you know. Um, so do that. And hey, if that airs on Apple TV Plus next year, I'll consider myself the idea man for that but um anyways oh they announced new things for apple fitness um who cares i was kidding um yeah i didn't even pay attention to that but that's also on the list and things for apple those are services that i really don't care about to be honest i don't get i love working out and being fit but obviously i'm not i'm not so deep into the um apple ecosystem that i'm going to use their p90x clone yet but yeah so <laughs> that's i guess my last thoughts okay, again okay we've dragged this on for too long what did you guys think about the event um if you're listening to this on apple podcasts leave a review whatever five star review that would be sweet because i don't know if anyone's left me a review yet on apple podcasts which is unfortunate because i talk about the very devices that you guys are listening to me on anyways so Strange. No, it's kidding. Um, anyways, so hopefully you guys had a wonderful day. And until next time, this is Jacob signing out. See you all next time.